It's so easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. The hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? I'm proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, there's no question who wins. Buckeye Podcast, by fans, for the fans, where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OH! I-O, everybody, welcome in, welcome back to the OHIO Podcast. I am Buckeye Boggs, he's the wild man, Chris Wilds. Good evening, Chris. Well, good evening, Eric. How are things today in wonderful Delaware, Ohio? Things are beautiful in Delaware, Ohio. It was cold and rainy, but hey, we are one step closer to Buckeye football being back. Look who is in the house with us tonight. Welcome back, Paul Buckeye. What's up, fellas? Good to see you tonight, Paul. Good to have you back in with us tonight. And there's Ryan Wickerham. What's up? Usually we get a what's up, fellas. What's up, Ryan? Good to have you back tonight. And welcome in all of you who are watching tonight live. Tonight we have a very special show. We're going to break down the offensive depth chart. And then, Chris, it's year number four of this. We It's going to be only- my year, Eric. It's going to be your year, huh? It's going to be my year. Every year we play a Buckeye NFL mock draft game. And so we want you all to participate. Every year we do this. We've sent it out through Facebook and things. We're going to do our mock draft picks. And if you hang around to the second part of the show, we will explain to you how you can participate in this game and win free stuff, man. It's that simple. So make sure you stick around for the second part of the show. Facebook user says, hey, fellas, how how are we all doing? We're doing good. I think that's probably Matt, Matt Butcher, I'm guessing. Um, Again, if you're watching this on our Facebook group page, we cannot see your name. So uh, write your name in before you write your comments so we know who you are. If you're watching on our Facebook business page, then obviously uh, it lets us know who you are. Or best of yet, better yet, just watch us on YouTube and have a YouTube account. And it, it actually shows not only your name, but also your profile picture. So uh, that's a little bit of some house cleaning there. Chris, we've got one more thing that we need to house clean. That's this guy right here. These two guys win free $25 Amazon gift card. Go to our, our uh, YouTube page. Check out the video where you see this graphic. Watch that video. Like it. Uh, make a comment in it and make sure you're subscribed to our channel. And when we hit 200 
and 50 subscribers, we will uh, put you in a running for, to win a free $25 gift card, Chris. And I think we are at somewhere around, I think, 183 or something like that as of today. So we're we're making our way. We're getting back. Uh, yeah, I was I was right, Chris. Aussie yeah. Buckeye here, mate. <laughs> Matt, it's so good to have you in with us, man. Good to good to have you with us tonight. All right, Chris, let's uh, let's dive right into tonight's show with okay. our first topic. We're going to do the depth chart for the offense this week. And so this is going to be what Chris and I believe is the two deep on offense post spring football before they reconvene for fall football later this summer and prepare for the season. So, Chris, I'm going to let you decide which position we're going to go with first. But right before we do, Robert Allen's in the house. What's up, guys? Uh, crossing I-80 to go toward the uh, state up north. Uh-oh, be careful up there. You don't want to catch TTU in, Robert. Make sure you're wearing your woody hat. <laughs> Good to have you with with uh, have you with us. And then Ryan Wickerham says offensive line is a well. We're gonna get into that. Don't you worry. Yes. But Chris, we're gonna let you start first. Which position would you like to break down first on offense? Not, well, you know, Eric. Let's just start right at the top. You know, everybody was asking it. We've debated it. Let's talk quarterback. Uh, you know, for me, I think it's still got to be Kyle McCord. He's gonna be getting all the reps right now or has been getting all the reps uh, since the Devin Brown injury. Um, I think he was the favorite coming in. I don't think he's done anything necessarily to lose the position of number one. And with Brown coming off an injury, who knows how he's going to be. Um, we talked about it. He didn't have his main weapons there in the spring game. So maybe didn't look as good as he might have looked. Uh, I got McCord at one, Devin Brown at two, Tristan Gebbie at three. I think that's pretty – pretty self-explanatory and i would say across the board you're not going to get much argument from many people or many experts or people in the media i'm pretty sure that is what the depth chart is going to be heading into the season and let me tell you something else i don't know if you noticed while we were at the spring game if you checked out any of the uh the shops there inside the shoe that were selling jerseys kyle mccord was it Kyle McCord was the only quarterback jersey being sold. Is this a conspiracy that I'm getting from you here? Not necessarily a conspiracy. I'm just saying it's, you know, maybe a little foreshadowing. Robert says, my daughter won't let me have her Woody hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she, uh, Robert sent me a picture of his family. Of his, and uh, yeah. yeah. Did you see oh. his wife the other day wearing the... <laughs> Sure. Uh, wearing, wearing the OHIO podcast shirt, all the goodies yeah. they got from our tailgate. Um, all right, yeah, I, I'm not buying into that conspiracy theory, but uh, also I could argue, make the argument if there's a lot of those jerseys there, they're not, they're not being sold. That's true. Uh, let's go. Well, to the I'm running. there was a lot there. I just said they were the ones being sold there. <laughs> oh, that's, that's true. Good point. Let's go to the running back position, shall we? All right, I think this is also pretty self-explanatory. I think you got two guys that you could call 1A and 1B, Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams, and then I'm going to maybe throw a little monkey wrench in for some people. I think the backup to those two 
coming out of the spring. That's my little asterisk there. Chip Trainum. Yeah. What do you think? I, I agree with you, Eric. Um, and I'll go as far as to say this. I also think um, Mayan Williams gets the first snap of the season. He is he is the uh, game one de facto starter, I believe. Uh, I do think you'll see a lot of him and Travion both. But, yeah, I can definitely see uh, Chip as the number three guy. Is that going to lead to uh, maybe a, a jump into the transfer portal for some other guys? Possibly. We'll see. Um, I think that there's a very good chance, given what we saw last season, all five guys end up playing. I, I think that I think that Tony Alford can make the case to all five guys that you want to hang around. Um, that not only because of the injury history we saw last year, but I think each guy brings something a little different to the table. They're all a little bit different of a runner. And I'm looking forward to the day where Ohio State gets out in a lead big enough and he actually lets the backups play like they should play. Well, here's my question. You know, we got, we, we do, we've got five legit backs right there. We do on and scholarship. Yeah. Is there is there any possibility that we might actually see, given where the the tackle position was during the spring game, where we might actually see some two back sets? No. Don't think. <laughs> that's wishful thinking. That sounds that sounds a lot like uh, just a, no thought. A, like like a what of a lot of us Buckeye fans talk from year to year, but I just don't think it's in Ryan Day's offense. I I, I really don't. Um. Frank says Bucks have five legit Big Ten backs in 2023. I do not disagree. Absolutely. Uh, and you know the the forgotful one in this, Chris, is Evan Pryor. Evan Pryor. Yeah. He's coming off a bad injury from last season. Now we'll see where he's at in his recovery coming into 2023. I don't think they're going to push the envelope and push him back into the lineup um, quickly. Maybe, I think maybe on passing downs, we might see him a little more. I think. Yeah, and I think you'll see him later in games as yeah. he gets into. But if he if he's anywhere as explosive as he was going into the season last year, it's going to be hard to keep him off the field. And let's not forget. Now we're talking about the five scholarship yeah. guys. Ryan brings up a good Caffey. point here. Yeah, he said I met TC Caffey's aunt. His name is Tim. Is it Caffey? Is that what that says? It's Caffey. Um, I think that's just a typo. Okay, he played um, major one played in major in one game last season, probably five or six on the depth chart. Yeah, I, he looked great that game. I mean, it's coffee, looked... yeah, TC coffee. Is it coffee or caffeine? I'm not sure. I thought it was uh, coffee, but I could be wrong. Um. Anyways, we all know who he's talking about. He's the walk-on yes. who had a phenomenal game last year, and I, I look for him to, you know. It's going to be hard for any of those guys to see the field if all five running backs are healthy. Yeah. But what's the chances of that? Uh, what position you want to go to next, bud? Well, I'll tell you what. I, I want to talk about receiver because I, I think there's this just foregone conclusion that you're going to have, you know, Carnell Tate, Emeka Egbuka, Marvin Harris. I'm sorry. Julian Fleming, Marvin Harrison, and then Mecca Egbuka. But I think I'm going to shake it up a little bit. I think we see Marvin Harrison more in that slot, that 
that uh, slot receiver spot. I think we see Carnell Tate out at the X. I think we see Carnell Tate backed up by Noah Rogers and Jaden Ballard out at the X. I think the Y, you've got Emeka Ibuka, Julian Fleming, and Brandon Ennis. And in the slot, I like Marvin Harrison Jr., backed up by Xavier Johnson and Caleb Brown. They're going to move them all around. I think so, and I think given the number of reps that Harrison Jr. had this spring in the slot and the fact that we're going to have to get the ball into his hands quick so he can make things happen, I see him being more in the slot than he is on the outside this year. If the offensive line cannot get their act together, I agree with that comment. Yes. Um, I, I do think that he has, and here's the thing, Marvin Harrison Jr. can play all three. He can play the X, Y, and slide. Yes, he can. Play, he them, can. All. play them all. Um, and so when you have a weapon like that, that also offers you the ability to move him around and then open up those other slots for more depth people. So I'm with you in the idea that uh, Carnell Tate is going to see the field faster than what we realized. Well, I'll tell you, I think I like him on that outside. He has that speed that I think he, he is that type of burner who can just stretch the field. And, you know, you've got a Buka and Harrison who can work more in the slot underneath interchanging that that slot in that Y position. Yeah, Paul Buckeye says Xavier is all, perp, uh, all purpose, love his effort. Dude, dude can play anywhere. Uh, we mentioned the five running backs in TC as being the walk-on at six. Let's not forget Xavier in the game against Georgia ran the football and, and did well. So he can literally play any of the receivers, Ryan, or any of the positions. Ryan says, I agree with those wide receivers for sure. All right, let me ask you this question, Chris. Uh, we're in Bloomington, Indiana. We win the coin toss. We uh, They kick it through the end zone. We take the ball on the 25-yard line. Ryan Day trots out there, three starting wide receivers in the first play of the game. Who are those three wide receivers? Harrison Jr., Emeka Ibuka, and Carnell Tate. Wow. So you went Tate over Julian, Julian Fleming. Fleming. Yes. Let me ask you this question next. If that's the case, will Julian Fleming be on this roster this, this fall? I don't know that he is. I think we may see a Jamison Williams situation here where but but you know what? Fleming also has had so much injury. And he's he's kind of hung through it all. I I just don't know that he is the guy that we thought he was, and I'm not saying he wasn't that way coming in. I just think that the injuries have probably taken their toll. Unfortunately, I think he's somewhat healthier, but we could be looking at a Cameron Babb situation with Julian Fleming, you know? Not to that Where, extreme. Not obviously. to that extreme, but, but I mean, a guy who has all this Johnny talent, Dixon type of Johnny, Johnny Dixon. Dixon. Maybe, Remember, he yeah. went through a lot of injuries. Um, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to push back. I think Julian Fleming does get the start. However, I do believe that Carnell Tate is going to play. He's going to get playing time. He's he's earned it. Uh, I'll tell you another one. I think I think Rogers, Noah Rogers, 
gets playing time too. I think he's in the two deep. So let me give you my two deep. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to go with the three that I mentioned as, as my starters, Egbuka in the slot, Harrison in the X, Fleming at the Z. I'm going to go with Xavier Johnson as my next slot receiver, Carnell Tate backing up Marvin Harrison Jr. And right now I'm going to go with Jaden Ballard with Julian Fleming, but I can also, but we, we, there's one other thing that we need to throw a little asterisk in this. Brandon Ennis isn't here yet. And he's the yeah. highest ranked out of all three of those wide receivers in this class, including Carnell Tate. The, the only thing, and I love Julian Fleming and I, I hope he comes out. I hope he does well. I hope he has a productive season, but I just feel like, uh, First of all, I think the other guys give you more of an ability to stretch the field. Secondly, and our friend Paul Buckeye here pointed it out, Fleming has been known to have a few bounce right off the chest pads. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. he doesn't. He, he he lets it come into his body too much. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, I'm obviously he's going. You would assume he's worked on that. He's probably been on the jugs machine big time since he really wasn't participating in spring ball. Uh, given his uh, injury, you would hope. Which, I which I which I believe was a leg injury, so nowhere, uh, nothing could prevent you from sitting ten yards down and just catching the ball with, from the jugs machine all day long. All right, let's move to the tight end position. Boy, oh boy. Uh, well, obviously your 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 starters, Cade Stover. From there, we've got a debate, man. You yes. got you got G Scott, you got Joe Royer. Uh, Sam Hart and Bennett Christian have been with the program a couple years. And then you got the highly talented freshman from Georgia, Jelani Thurman. Uh, and let's not forget, you got, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, on ESPN, his boy, uh, Kirk Herbstreet's son, yep. who's a walk-on. Um, given all of that criteria, obviously Stover's one. I right now give, I'm leaning G Scott as the I two. I am as well. Leaning. But I am not against Jelani Thurman jumping up yep. and, and, and taking this thing from people. I have he Jelani at three beast. right now. Okay. Yeah. I've got Thurman at three right now, and I feel like you're right. I think G. Scott has right now got the edge. Uh, he's put the time in. Uh, you know, I thought he looked pretty decent in the spring game. He for, looked great. So, you know, for me, I think that G. Scott, the experience gives him that number two, but don't don't be surprised. Joanny Thurman could sneak in there. Yeah, and I think you know Paul and Frank they agree with us on that. It's hard for a freshman though to break the starting lineup at tight end because of yes. of one particular thing. You have got to be able to run block and pass block as a tight end in Ohio State's yes. offense, and that's something he's going to have to learn. Every tight end that comes into college football through Ohio State, it takes them a year or two to develop into the physicality that they need to play that position both ways like that. Uh, let's let's look at uh, Jeremy Rucker, right? Jeremy Rucker had all the pass-catching skills that you possibly could want from a tight end, yes. but he just wasn't ready for the physicality that it was going to take to block a big linebacker or defensive end and things of that nature. And so it took him a season and a half before he really saw the field. Jelani Thurman is physical enough. He's big enough, but the technique is where I question him right. on his pass blocking particularly. So let's see how that goes early on. 
I think he gets into the game late. Now, G. Thurman, that or, or G. Scott, excuse me, G. Scott, that's something he's had to work on as well because, remember, he was a receiver. Yes. And then he transitioned to tight end. And he's still a little bit light on the on on the the blocking side of things for a tight end, um, but now he's been with the program. I think this is year number four, so yep. it's it's put up or shut up time. I'm going to go ahead and say he he puts up. He's going to be my starter there. I also think this is another position that Ohio State fans need to be aware of when it comes to portal watch. Yes, don't know that we hold on to all of these guys. Mark Flood says our offense will be fire. Um, if they, if Kyle McCord has time to work, it depends on the offensive line. If the offensive line comes around, then they, then I agree with you, Mark. Yeah. But it all depends on the offensive line. Paul says no more headbutts from G Scott costing the team personal fouls though. I wasn't going to bring it up, but Paul, yes, that, that was a, that was a, I, that's a mistake. Moment. I don't think that young man will make again though. I agree with that a hundred percent with you, Chris. All right, so we've talked quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. We got to address it, go. Eric. Here we go. Here we go, Chris. So, now, so let's I go with what we Let's know. say this first. Let's say this first. I do not believe the starting lineup you and I are about to give everybody on the offensive line will be the starting lineup against Indiana no. to start the season. No. So as that that I, is a caveat. Uh, whether it's a, whether it's a portal pickup or whether it's a uh, moving people around, I think that the offensive line is going to change. Eric Osbeck, thanks for stopping in, Eric. Great to see you at the uh, tailgate as well. Good to have you with us tonight. He says the O line could be the big stumbling block this year. Let's let's go ahead with the first team, second team, Chris. We'll do first team first, then we'll talk about it. Second team, talk about it, then we'll get to Eric Osbeck's comments. Okay. Well, uh, do we want to just run the five straight across or do we want to go position by position? Let's go, let's go straight across. Okay. So for me, as it stands right now, I think you've got left tackle, Josh Fryer, left guard, Donovan Jackson. I think a center cars, uh, Carson Hinsman's locked that up right guard, Matt Jones. And I think a right tackle, I, I believe that Tegra Shabola has taken overtaken Zen Mikowski. I agree. So for me, that is the number ones. All right. Let me ask you, let me ask all of you out there who are watching right now. We appreciate all of you who are watching. I've watched the numbers continuing to climb. We appreciate all of you who are watching live. Given that starting lineup, which I agree with, um, how confident are you if this is the starting lineup, guys, that this team can win the Big Ten and beat that team up north this next year on a scale of one to ten? One, they've got no shot. 10, it's a done deal. Scale of 1 to 10, with that starting lineup at the offensive line, how confident are you that we can achieve our goals this season? Chris, where are you at? Well, I'll tell you right now, honestly, Eric, if we have to run with that starting line, playing the way they played in the spring, I'd say 50%. Uh, If you give them the whole offseason, I'm thinking more – I've got confidence in, in what our coaches can do. I'm going to say 70% maybe. So you're going with a 7? 70%. If, are you saying a 1 to one through 10? Yeah, 7. Mm-hmm. 
So you're with Ryan Wickerham here at a seven. Paul Buckeye, I love your enthusiasm and positivity. You're going with a nine. Frank Johnson Sr. agrees with you. He says seven. Uh, Donald Hoffer, I think, was the lowest. He was at a four. Let me see if I can find that. Well, and if they're taking the, like I said, if we're talking about strictly what we saw at the spring game, yeah, I'm, I'm at about a five. But I have some confidence that the coaches can flip it around. That's why I'm saying a seven. Mark Blood says we won't be stopped. He's at a nine. He's pretty confident as well. Love it. Love it. Mark Swick says eight. So for all for you guys who are seven and above at this starting lineup, why are you so confident? Is it the coaching staff? Is it because you just think that they're going to develop because of the coaching staff or or whatever reason, give me some reasons why you think those starting five right there can win us the Big Ten and overcome the shortcomings we obviously saw in the spring game. Oh, first answer is from Mark Flood, tradition. I don't know how that's going to help these guys other than maybe confidence, possibly. What do you think, Chris? For me, I've got to say, Eric, I think it's a combination of a couple of things. First of all, these guys have the athletic ability to make it happen. Otherwise, they wouldn't be at the Ohio State University. Secondly, I think we have tremendous coaches. I like Justin Fry and what he can do. Um, I'm going to give Ryan Day, who I criticize often, the benefit of the doubt that he can also adjust the game plan to play to the strengths of this offensive line uh, because I think he knows that he has to. I don't think that losing is an option for Ryan Day at this point. I like Robert's comment here. He says, keep in mind this this offensive line is going against the, one of the best D's defensive lines in the Without a doubt. In practice. It, you're only going to get better. Yeah, that's, that's a great – Good, Robert, good on you. Good, good comment there. Ryan's got, he's got belief in the coaching staff and Justin Fry. Uh, Frederick Johnson Sr. says they get, there's motivation from last season. That could be huge. That could be huge. Mark Flood says we always run the ball well. And I will give you this. They did run the ball. They do run the ball. In the spring game, especially up the middle. But that's the strength of that offensive line too. Bingo, bingo. Um, yeah, Ryan Wickerham said Justin Fry. Uh, Paul Buckeye says faith in our coaches and players. Very good. Um, <laughs> Frank, great question. We had two first-round tackles last season. Why do we have confidence in this tackle situation? Frank, I don't. I don't. Personally. Um I understand where people are coming back with the uh, idea of coach and, and, you know, the practice and, and, and competition that they're getting in that practice. Um, Bob Caruso says desire. So, so let me ask you, Eric, where are you at right now? <laughs> I'm guessing you're somewhere between a five and a six. I'm, I'm at, I'm at about a five. Um, we're shopping. I know for a fact, we're shopping the portal right now. Well, I'll tell you, and we talked if, about if it a we, before. If we this coaching air. staff was as confident as a lot of you are out there with eights and nines, they wouldn't be shopping the portal, and I know for a fact they are. 
I think I think they're looking like you said the kid from uh, Wyoming that just jumped in. I think is an option. I definitely believe the uh, the kid from Notre Dame, uh, Caleb Johnson, uh, is mm-hmm. an option, especially when we're looking at bringing over another possible uh, Notre Dame transfer if if we're if we, we're lucky. Nod, nod, nod. Yeah. We we uh, probably will jump into that maybe a little bit next week. <laughs> probably. Uh, Matt Butcher asked a great question. Uh, between now and the start of the season, can players still transfer, and could we add players in need of positions? Yes. Yes. So the portal opened. Portal window opened for the second time this year, this past Saturday, and I believe it stays open for a while, basically until the season starts. And then once the season starts, you can jump in the portal anytime you want. You just won't get to play. Correct. Um, so yes, we absolutely can add the portal window is back open, Matt Butcher. So yeah, uh, Frank, uh, I'm going to try not to butcher his name. It looks like Teresia. I mentioned Ford, the kid from USC, who's also a very good tackle as well. Mm-hmm. So if the possibility is there, you know, I'll, I'll know how them Cali boys will play, uh, in the big 10 weather, but we'll find out. We're going to find out in a couple years, aren't we? That's right. Uh, so we did not touch on the second string yet, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Let me answer this question. Um, all right. Actually here, here's two, here are two more comments before we move on. Okay. I say four. Donald Hoffer says, he says, I say four though, uh, tough games against Wisconsin, Notre Dame and the team up North. That's a lot of development needed in a year. However, I hope I'm proven wrong. You and me both Donald, I'm more with you. I think I'm at a five, but, um, I'm with you. Uh, Eric Osbeck, will this line open holes in our QBs and running backs? open up holes for our QBs and running backs up the middle. They did. Yeah. And will the O line be able to make our QB more of a double, double threat, threat a la JT? Uh, I don't know that we have a quarterback like JT on this roster. So I don't know that that's necessarily where we're at. All right. Too deep. Here we go. I'll do this one here, Chris go for uh, it from, from left to right. I've got right now, George Fitzpatrick at left tackle. Ben Chrisman at left guard. Jacob James is going to come back and be at the center. Enoch Vamahi at right guard and Zen Mikowski at right tackle. What do you think? I agree, but I am going to say this as well, Eric. I think if we do not manage to haul someone in in the transfer portal, I believe that we are going to see Donovan Jackson kicked out to tackle. We might have to. With, with Enoch Vimahi sliding into the other guard position. I'm not against it. If we don't pick anybody up in the transfer portal, I'm not against it. Yeah. Based off of what I saw. Um, I know that Donovan Jackson, though, believes his future in the NFL is at guard, and it is. But um, you know what? Um, and we saw it a little bit with a change of position uh, – Oh, two years ago, who who was our yeah. who, was the, who was our guy? I know exactly who you're thinking about. Yeah, the stuck yeah. stuck around for a fifth year and then switched so Big Dewan could get yeah, in. Help there. us out, guys. Who are we thinking about? He was a he was a tackle and he went to guard so Dewan could play tackle. Um, I know exactly who you're thinking. Didn't about. work out well. <laughs> it it did. He was much better at tackle uh, as yes. a sophomore and a junior than he was senior at guard. Um, but. Yeah, I I just think Donovan wow, Jackson. We're getting old, man. We can't remember anything. Oh, I'm I'm so forgetful right now. It's ridiculous. Mumford, Sarah thank Mumford. you, Frank. There, Munford. Frank, thank, thank you. you. See, we got the best listeners right we now. Do. Yeah. All right, guys. We've got we got it's all this this podcast is flying by. By the way, we're gonna have a special guest, a former Buckeye, next week. So make sure you come back uh, next week, guys. And um, 
and check out who our guest is. We're going to do a quick commercial break. When we come back, it's time to play the draft game, guys. You're going to you're gonna love it. It's a lot of fun. So make sure you stick around for this and uh, make sure you're, you participate. So hang, right, hang tight here, guys. The OHIO Podcast is brought to you by Mastermind. Mastermind specializes in 360-degree high-definition mobile video mapping, GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at OnlineMastermind.com. Yeah, we're back. And thank you guys so much for all those comments, man. Chris and I were just, uh, uh, we were doing sign language with each other there at the commercial break. How many of you participated in that? That was fantastic. This was by far and away uh, the best chat we've had so far. And we want to remind all of you, when we get into the season this upcoming year, you're not only going to be able to, um, you're not, thanks. <laughs> My, this is great. This is fantastic. My my tech guy says your mic sounds great, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there, Garrett. <laughs> um, not only this upcoming season are you guys going to be able to chat when we have our initial thing, but the second part of the show, guys, this is when some of you can come on with us and you can get to talk about the game we just watched over the weekend. So this is going to be something new and different than anybody else has got out there right now in the Buckeye world where you are going to be able to join a live show just like we used to do when we were kids. I don't know. My dad used to listen to AM on mm -hmm. Sunday nights for Buckeyes. I think um, Earl Bruce had a show and, yep. and they would have call-ins guests and not something that a lot of sports talk radio has gone away from. We're going to provide that avenue for all of you guys this upcoming season. And so it's not just going to be a chat, but you're going to be able to come on the show uh, with us and, and, and participate in the podcast. We're really looking forward to that. All right, guys, here's how this is going to go tonight. So this is our fourth annual OHIO podcast Buckeye Mock Draft. We have 11 Buckeyes who we are going to predict – where they are going to land in the NFL draft this upcoming week. We want all of you to participate as well, not only in the chat, but here's how you can win free prizes from Chris and I. If you email us your predictions uh, at theohiopodcast at gmail.com, you will automatically be entered. All you have to do is give us your name, uh, and then you're, we'll have your email address. And if you win, we will contact you and we will send you a free T-shirt, maybe a free autograph, of, not of us, but of a Buckeye, um, some really cool prizes. Um, but here's the thing. you got to beat me. I've won this thing three out of four years or, or two out of three years. Year. Chris thinks it's his year. Uh, I know Sammy Poston, who just won our um, – he won fantasy. our fantasy football, I think, he, a couple years ago. He's come close. He's, like, been in second every time. And I know he he, he already messaged me and said, hey, Boggs, when are we going to do it? I said, be on the lookout for this video. So here's how you do this. You have to send us an email of your predictions. We're going to give you the name of the player. We're going to tell you the round he's drafted in, the number he gets drafted at, and the team that drafts him. You can win five points 
for each prediction you get right, the, the round, the number, or the team. If you get all three right, you get a bonus fifth point. So you could win up to 20 points if you get them all right. That rarely happens. Maybe at the beginning, right? Um, and then if he's not drafted, you have to say undrafted and which team he signs an undrafted free agent with, uh, contract with. Okay, I hope I made that clear for everybody. We're going to go ahead. Chris and I are going to give you our predictions now. Now, we have the right to change these based on what happens before the draft. And we will post those on our Facebook page to let everybody know if indeed we change them. But this is how we're going to do this. We want as many of you to participate as, as can. I will update those every day for all of you this upcoming weekend so you can see where you're at in your predictions as we play this game. Chris, are you ready? I'm ready, Eric. All righty. Here's how we're going to do this. We're going to go one name at a time, Chris. I will let you give your prediction first, and then I will give mine after yours, and then we will flip-flop, and we will go to the next name. Let's begin with the big one, C.J. Stroud. Where is he going to go? Where is he going to land? What pick? What round? What number? What team? Eric, I think he's the most pro-ready, physically gifted quarterback in the draft. I also think the body of work speaks for itself. I've said all along I thought he was the number one pick. However, I believe we've seen mounting pressure on Carolina to take Bryce Young at number one. I think they're going to do that. I also think that too many organizations are putting way too much stock in this S2 cognition test, which we've all, all heard a ton about. But I think the Texans are going to make a huge mistake and pass on Stroud in favor of an inferior quarterback like Richardson or Levis. Good news for Stroud, he lands with a better run, more solid organization. I've got CJ going in the first round, number four, to the Colts. Son of a gun. It's my pick. <laughs> I thought for sure you would take him one, but it sounds like they're, you know, sounds like uh, he, uh, that uh, Carolina's leaning more towards you know, the Bama Now, I still thought about it only because Frank Reich has never liked a small quarterback. Mm. And Bryce Young is a small quarterback. Yeah, but I just think that there's just so much pressure out there that, that he takes Young at one. Let us know where you all think CJ is going to land in the chat window. Let us know what you think. Ryan Wickerham says he goes to the Texans at number two. Um. I got him going number four to the Indianapolis Colts as well, Chris. I, I agree with you in that. See, at I one point before all this stuff had come out with the S2 cognition test, I actually had three Ohio State Buckeyes going to the Texans. I don't think I have any. Oh, okay. All right, here we go. Next up is going to be Jackson Smith Najigba. I got him going round number one, pick number nine, to the Chicago Bears. Oh, Eric, we're gonna we're gonna actually vary here a little bit. Okay. Uh, I have seen mock drafts with him falling as low as twenty-two to Baltimore. Never. It's not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. You, you know, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is finally gonna get all that help he desperately wanted just before he gets traded to the New York <laughs> Jets. I think Green Bay takes Jackson Smith and Jigba at 15. Uh, you know, they've got to provide Jordan Love with some kind of help. Uh, you know, they did this the year before Rodgers took over when they went out and got Jordy Nelson. They went out and got a, a great tight end. Uh, I think Smith and Jigba goes to 
Uh, Green Bay at 15. However, he doesn't make it to 22 because even if he doesn't go at 15, he goes either 18 to the Lions to replace the now suspended Jamison Williams or 21 to the Chargers. How about Paul Buckeye saying going down to what used to be called uh, Ohio State South to the Saints? Saints? Yeah, how about a how about a little uh, little uh, a family reunion there down in New Orleans? Ryan agrees with me. He thinks he goes to the Bears. I think Justin Fields has got some pool there. They're gonna they're gonna listen to him, try to give him some help. That's that's kind of my my hope, anyways. All right, uh, you got Paris Johnson Jr. next up, and let us know what you guys think. Um, oh, Eric Osbeck likes that. Justin Fields and JSN. Uh, Paris Johnson Jr., where's he going to go here? Now, see, my thought was Paris Johnson Jr. giving Justin Fields a little help originally. Oh, okay. But you know what? I don't originally. think so. I, I think they go with the kid out of Northwestern, uh, the tackle out of Northwestern instead. I think he drops down. He's not going to drop far, though. I think I've got him at 11 uh, to Tennessee. I think Mike Rabel comes up and gets himself another Buckeye lineman. Um, so I've got him going 11 to Tennessee. Quit stealing my stuff, Chris. Everybody thinks I'm copying you. I got the same pick. I got the same pick. I, I, I got him going the Titans. Um, I think this is a match made in heaven. Uh, this is probably one of the better offensive linemen they've drafted since Orlando Pace uh, back in the day. Uh, actually, no, he. I'm sorry. He went to the uh, Rams. Rams. I was thinking about the Super Bowl. Remember that? Yeah. Rams versus Titans. What a great Super Bowl. Uh, Ryan Wickerham says he's got him going number six. Who picks sixth? I don't even know. Six would be. Is that Atlanta? Paul Buckeye no. says Tennessee as well. Paul agrees with you and I. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a great that's a great landing spot for Paris. That's great for it him is. if he gets there. Um, don't if. Here's one. Here's an interesting take I heard. Tennessee trades up, flips second round picks, takes CJ Stroud. Now, see, I've heard that, Eric, but this is the thing that I'm going with on that. I don't think they make a move on quarterback. They've they made that mistake last year with Malik Willis or two years ago, whatever it was. Last year, I can't remember, but they, they thought they had a quarterback of the future. Turns out they don't. I don't think they want to bring a good quarterback in or a top-tier quarterback until they've got the infrastructure, until they've got the line in place to protect them. Uh, so so for me, I think you build the line before you go grab that quarterback. And you know what? There are going to be some quarterback opportunities that I think people are sleeping on late. Maybe – I've seen the kid from uh, TCU, uh, Duggan, down as low as the seventh round. Wow. So um, <laughs> Frank says, my mock 3.0 will be out tomorrow on Scarlet and Game, Eric. Beautiful. <laughs> Love it. I can't wait. Awesome, Frank. Thank you so much, man. We'll definitely post that on, on our uh, Facebook page, brother. All right. Check it out, guys. Uh, here's what I'm going up with next. I'm going to go with Big Dewan Jones. Round two, pick number 38 to the Raiders. That's, that's nice. Where I got, that's where I got Dewan falling. Eric, I'm going to make you one happy camper here. Going to the Bungles? I've got him going to the – no, I'm sorry, I don't. <laughs> I just you jerk. Actually, I've got them going 
him going to a team that needs a tackle. And that is the 31th pick, further, 31th, the 31st pick uh, to close out the first round. I've got him going to the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. They need to add talent. They need to add depth on that offensive line. They've got to keep all-world quarterback Patrick Mahomes healthy. I think Dewan Jones fits the bill. It's a great spot. For, that's a great landing spot for him. I think that's a great landing spot for him. Paul says, we're thinking alike. I like it, Paul. I like it. Frank agrees with you. He says, that's a nice pick, Chris. I, I think that really is a nice pick. Um, I think that he, I think he could do well there. I do as um, well. So, all right. Uh, up next, Chris, you get to tell us where you think Luke Whipler is going to land. Now, this one, I've seen him from high in the second all the way to the fourth and fifth round on, on mock drafts. There's a lot of variance here with Luke Whipler. What do you think? Guess what? Guess what? Here he is. Justin Fields is going to get his help. And it's in the form of center Luke Whipler. I like him with the first pick of the third round going number 64 to the Chicago Bears. I can't believe this, dude. That's the third one you've stolen from me. I, I literally, I feel like I should share my, my, I my paper. I did my you. homework this time. I told you I was not losing again this season, Eric. Well, you can't lose if you're tied with me. Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> Luke Whippler will go third round pick 64, the Chicago Bears. I agree with that. Zach Harrison. Again, here's an interest. Excuse me. Here's an interesting one. I got Zach Harrison going round four. Pick number 112 to the New York Jets. Oh, we are so close, Eric. Oh, but we're not the same? We are not the same. Okay. Uh, you know, I thought at first maybe into the third round with the compensatory pick, maybe the, the Niners would pick him up. And then I thought, you know what? At 108, Denver. Denver loves those Ohio State guys. They got Cooper there. But I like him going pick number 111 to, that's right, my Cleveland Browns. So you get to be disappointed in his performance of several more years, Chris. I think you're that's me? well, this is the thing. The Browns have made a, a history of disappointing me. And so has Zach Harrison over the last few years. So I figure it was a match made in heaven. <laughs> nice. There you go. All right, man. How about Ronnie Hickman? Where you got him falling? Well, Eric, I'll tell you, no matter what they tell you, size does matter. At under 6'1", under, and only 203 pounds, Hickman's about an inch short and 10 to 15 pounds light of the average NFL safety. Uh, he's a great tackler, but his size is underwhelming pro day and combine, along with what was really diminished production last season, not entirely his fault, just due to the stepping up of the linebackers, I think. Um I've got Hickman sliding quite a bit. I think he's a mid to late day three draft pick. I've seen him as high as 138 to the Colts in the fifth round. I like him later than that. I like him to go in the sixth sixth round, 206 to the Bengals, who need a little safety help. They do. They do. Um, if he If he slides all the way there, I'll be ecstatic about that pick as a Bengals fan. Uh, right now, I'm going to go Ronnie Hickman to the Arizona Cardinals. Round five, pick number 168 to the Cardinals. 
kind of just a I random mean, roll of the dice is how I looked at that one. Didn't really have Hickman's a, a major reason. wild card. Cardinals need a lot. They actually yes. need a lot. Uh, Paul Buckeyes with you on that one. Hickman to the Mongols. Um, so yeah, I, I could just see the Cardinals picking up someone there. How about Cam Brown? <clears throat> I'm going to go Cam Brown sliding all the way. And, and this was, this was given his performance kind of surprising, but injury prone mm-hmm. did not have a good pro day. Right. Uh, did not have a good combine. I got, I got Cam Brown falling all the way to the sixth round Pick number 215 to the Washington Commanders. And I think that's late sixth round. Yeah, I've actually got him going farther than that, Eric. I've got him all the way in the seventh. Mm. Uh, I like him going 241 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, We know the Steelers love themselves some Buckeyes. I think it's a good fit. He'll have the opportunity to come in and play some special teams. It's an aging Steelers defensive backs. Uh, you know, I think that he could possibly crack into the lower end of the depth chart, maybe in his rookie season. But, uh, you know, I think Cam Brown has that kind of mentality. I really like him to the uh, the Steelers. Paul Buckeye's got him going to the Falcons. He thinks he's going to end up that. in Hotlanta. Hotlanta there. Uh, all right. Uh, how about Tanner McAllister, Chris? You know, I like McAllister, and I just – Sadly, I don't see him getting drafted. Mm, I think he slid. I think he slid off the board. I think he's going to be one person who gets a lot of invites. Um, I think he could uh, find his way onto special teams somewhere, possibly make a roster. I feel like Dallas, Pittsburgh, or Washington seem to me like the logical landing spots for him to be invited. Uh, so I'm going to take him as non uh, as an undrafted invitee to Washington. I actually have him getting drafted in the seventh round, pick number 246. You said it earlier. You said they needed safety help. Cincinnati Bengals pick him up in the seventh round. He's a good tackler. He is. Cincinnati likes those defensive backs who know how to tackle. I think, you know, you take a flyer on a guy like that who's got good tackling skills. I think the Bengals pick him up in the seventh round at pick number 246. Um, Teron Vincent, we have two guys left, Teron Vincent and Noah Ruggles. I have Teron Vincent going undrafted and again, just a roll of the dice. I think he's going to sign an undrafted free agent, uh, contract with the Miami dolphins. Nice. Well, I also have him undrafted Eric and, uh, you know, he's a good tackler. He really is. He's got good hands, good, decent feet work, but got a little bit of burst, but he does struggle at times to shed blocks, uh, which is why one of the reasons why he is currently ranked as the 66th best defensive tackle in the draft, uh, 351st uh, player overall. He's not going to get drafted, but I do think his ability does get him an invite. I, I'll tell you where I like him is a team that needs help in depth at the defensive tackle position, and I think it would be a really solid fit, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles. Nice. Um, okay. Yeah, I think a, I think he gets an invite to the Eagles. There. Yeah. All right, that leaves Noah Ruggles, man. Uh, go for it. Where, where's Noah? Where does Noah Ruggles and his magic foot land? Well, I don't see Noah getting drafted. Obviously, um, I don't see a big market for kickers in the draft this year. Not this year. Um, however, I think he does get the opportunity to get an invite. A lot of average and aging kickers throughout the league. I possibly like him in Washington or Dallas. Uh, and again, I think 
possibly an invite to Washington. Okay. Uh, I'm going with uh, Carolina Panthers is where he's going to get the invite to. Uh, again, I believe he's undrafted. So you have three of the 11. So you got eight Ohio State Buckeyes getting drafted. I went yes. with nine. Mm -hmm. Those are the 11 guys we're going with in this draft, guys. So all of you who are still watching, uh, write those names down again. Go ahead and come up with your uh, uh, predictions on the round the pick number and the team. I'll keep track of that for everybody. And uh, we will have a good time seeing if anybody can take me down this year. Uh, good luck to Sammy Poston. Uh, you've, you've come in second a bunch of times, my friend. I got a feeling uh, if one of us goes, both of us goes, Eric. Yeah. I, with <laughs> some of those, with at least three, I think we had what exactly the same. We were the same on three. Yeah. yeah that's, that's pretty remarkable. Uh, again, round, the, the name of the player, the round, the number, and the team. This is for just those 11 Buckeyes that we talked about. And the winner who comes up with the most points, you get five points for every prediction you get right. You get all three right for the same player. That's an additional five points. Um, for the If they get drafted, if they don't get drafted, if they go undrafted, you don't get an additional five points. They have to be drafted. But you can still get two points for that player if it's undrafted and you get the right team. So that's why you want to do it for all 11. And yes, thank you, Paul. Good good reminder. Hit that like button, guys. That does help. I don't like saying that kind of stuff because it sounds like I'm begging, but that really does help the show grow. That's how the YouTube algorithm works is the more likes you get, the more, the more likes people and subscriptions, the more it starts to pop in people's feed and you start to grow the page. And so I really do appreciate you saying that, Paul. Thank you very much. And he says he appreciates us. And, Paul, we appreciate you, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, all right, Chris, anything else before we head out of here tonight? We might finish, wrap this thing up a few minutes early. Well, something feels incomplete if we're getting done early. I know, we're, right? We're usually, usually always running a minute or two over. I know, I know. Yeah. Next week, guys, we'll do the defensive um, depth chart. And Steve Belisari, former quarterback for Ohio State, will be with us uh, to talk Buckeyes and his time for Ohio State. So, do that research on Steve if you want. Have a question ready for next weekend, guys. We're looking forward to that. Going to try to get as many former Buckeyes in over the next month and a half as we can because, believe it or not, come June, we start previewing the season and breaking down the opponents, and I'm planning on bringing in some special guests from each team to help us break that down. So um, make sure you guys check that out as we get ready for the season and man, I tell you, June rolls around and it just it happens fast. So uh, the next coming month and a half is going to be a lot of fun for a lot of you guys. Again, thank you so much for watching. Yes, Chris, go ahead. Well, I was going to say too, and, and make sure to, to watch out for any of our live events we have coming up. Yep. Because we do have some exciting things coming up. Uh, we haven't really delved into that, but we got some big things coming up uh, over the summer and starting out the year. So keep an eye out for events where we're live. We're doing a special thing in Delaware over the summer uh, for uh, Food for the Hungry uh, that we're going to be a part of. But we're going to try to coordinate. Um, we're going to go to the Purdue game. Yep. So we'll do some live stuff from the Purdue game on the road, one of our road trips. We'll see if we can't get to uh, South Bend, Indiana. Those prices just keep going up, and I'm dragging my feet on that. Uh, we, we might be doing that. We're going to be going to Pittsburgh. Uh, for oh, yes. one of the games. So we'll be with the Pittsburgh Alumni Association. 
Uh, haven't heard from Marietta yet, but that was one of the trips we did last year. And we would love to have that trip again. Um, and who knows and, and where if, else we might end up. Yeah, if you're a member of an alumni club somewhere, would like to have us come out and uh, hang out for a watch party, uh, entertain you guys a little bit, just uh, reach out to us and let us know. We're going to be doing a live show from Ryan Wickerham's uh, tailgate yes. for the Penn State game. Yes, yeah. and, and that so. is a great time. We were there last year. Ryan, can't thank you enough for bringing us in last year. It was such a good time. So all of that to look forward to, guys. Um, so, again, hit the like, share, subscribe button. It really does help out. Um, <laughs> we just said it, Ryan. Or come to my tailgate. We got you, brother. We're going to be there. Penn State game, man. Mark it down. The OHIO podcast is going to be there. Uh, again, like, share, subscribe really does help out the channel. Be on the lookout for later this week. We're going to have special content for the draft later this week on our YouTube channel, on our social media sites. We appreciate all of you stopping in this week. Remember, be kind to one another. I owe someone's OH and sing Carmen, Ohio with all your heart. Until next time, Chris, OH. I owe. Go Bucks.